2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today.
3: This is packs what
1: she said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. All
3: right. I hate to I hate to segue and pivot here. So I'm about the schedule Let's talk about the schedule because you do three days ago on your YouTube channel. Follow um, at Tom Grassi comedy on YouTube. If you don't already, I don't know why you wouldn't be if you're here listening to this, but you did an, an every fan's reaction to the schedule release. So what was your reaction as Tom Grassy when you saw the Packers schedule?
4: The release video or the schedule? <laughs> the schedule. Talking about the schedule. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the schedule itself, like, I actually really like it. It's a weird schedule. Like, it legitimately is very, very strange. Uh, like, because there's like that weird gap between like week four and like week six where we play like one game in a month. Like, that's yeah. weird. Um, but I love it because it really seems like a runway for Jordan Love to get his feet wet. So, I mean, what else could you ask for? You have teams, I know, listen, strength of the schedule means nothing. But, like, Week 8 is, like, the first playoff team from last year. Of course, like, the Lions, who should be playoff contenders this year, they're Week 4. But it just allows a lot of opportunities for Jordan Love to, like, just, just go out there and, like, develop and, like, get a really good sense of, hey, we're going up against a lot of young quarterbacks, a Bryce Young, right, Desmond Ritter. We're going up against these guys and, like, let's see what the kids got. Because at the end of the day, there's just so much unknown. So I love this schedule for that. It's not brutally difficult. And I think as a, like, young QB coming in for the first time as, like, the full-time starter, it's it's pretty fortunate.
1: I actually really appreciate the early buy as well. I think, like, they're going to need to do a little, like, self-scout like post-mortem of the first like couple of weeks and it's like nice that it's early um I think in the past it's different with Rodgers right because you kind of know that they're going to be a playoff contender you want that like later by so the guys can rest their bodies but I actually think that early break will just be like a nice like kind of mental check for the team for this season
3: I thought it was really weird too that like I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit on past episodes where we were trying to predict who the opener would be against. And it really felt like it was going to be the Bears or Lions. Like, that made the most sense. But I was a little surprised that Jordan Love didn't get a home game until week three. I I don't mind the way that this kind of fell. And I think opening at Soldier Field is really cool, especially if he makes magic happen like Matt LaFleur did in his first game with the Packers. Like, that would be really special as a, a first game as the official starter. But yeah, I was kind of surprised to see that, like, his first home game wasn't this big hoopla, like, division rival. Like, Saints game is fun. Little asterisk. Sure. My first game seeing the Saints was when Brett Hundley played them in 2017 and the rain, like, taking yeah. over for Rodgers. But, yeah, I'll, I'll be at that one. You know, I want to go see his first start, but definitely surprised by that.
4: Yeah, I think, first of all, if Jordan Love, like, does really well week one and we beat the Bears, oh, my God. Like, I am going to be, I have so many receipts. I, these bears fans have been in suck. So, usually it's the off season. Cause this is their time. This is their super bowl. It's when we get eliminated and it's the off season shout out to the bear fans, <laughs> but like, they are just like, Oh, it's time to suck. Like it's, it's time. Love is going to be so bad. I'm like, if he plays well, like I kind of want it. Of course I want the Packers to do well, but if the Packers go on like a mini run, I just want to see the fear in like the <laughs> NFC North division rivals eyes going, no they don't have it like not not again again. not again (laughs) (laughs) i was with
1: a lions fan this past weekend and he was asking me what he what i thought about jordan love and i'm very honest when people ask i'm like look he could be really bad or he could be really good like the the scale in which this man can come out and perform is like pretty infinite at this point I'm confident and I'm optimistic because why would I feel any differently about my team? Of course. And he looked at me dead in the face and was like, if you guys get a third great quarterback, I might give up being an NFL fan. It makes sense. <laughs> it-
3: well, go ahead, Tom. No, go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say, so like one of my coworkers is a Packers fan and her husband is a Vikings fan. And I saw them at a work thing last weekend. And it's really interesting that even Vikings fans are like, we don't know what the hell is going to happen this season. Like it's going to be like even Vikings fans, you know, this has been like their opportunity the last couple of seasons. It's been like, hey, they can run away with this. They've got all the the talent on offense. They've got a really good defense. And now Vikings fans are like, oh, man, we might actually be the bottom of the division, which is so surprising. Like. Yep. I mean I think if you polled 90 at least 70% of of the NFC North fans would say like yeah the Lions probably take the division this year and I don't think we've ever like said that's that. It's an insane <laughs> statement to make. Like not since I've
4: been alive. Like are we going like yeah like that that's a thing that could happen this year and it's like actual optimism behind it too. I think what's crazy is you look at the NFC North just the quarter like the four quarterbacks are so weird. Right? It's Jared Goff, like out of nowhere, who had a good year last year. Justin Fields, who we think like is kind of good. Then you have Kirk Cousins, of course, good old Kirk. And then you have Jordan Love. (laughs) So it's like this weird hodgepodge of players. And I think for the first time, like there's and maybe you're I don't know if you're hearing it as much, but the amount of like NFC North Division rivals who are just like, Are you ready to suck? Are you gonna be so sad if the Packers are bad? Like all of these things. And I'm like, you don't understand. This is the first time, and I know how pompous this sounds. This is the first time since I've been a fan of the Green Bay Packers since maybe, what, 09, maybe 08, that I was like, oh, the Packers are probably not going to make the playoffs this year. Like, like before the season has even started. Because you had Brett Favre, and then you had Aaron Rodgers, and you started in September, you were like, yeah, we're probably going to go to the playoffs. Or like, we're at least going to be contending that potential Super Bowl, etc., this year, I have no expectations of that. So if the Packers turn out to be, like, a 10-win team out of nowhere, I'm going to be ecstatic yeah. because, like, that that would be awesome because I, I just want to see, is Jordan Love the guy? Also, let's see who's good at their job. I've been saying that yeah. for months now. I want to see accountability. We talk about Matt LaFleur and how he's been snubbed for coach of the year and stuff because he had Rodgers. Well, here's your chance, buddy. Joe Barry, are we finally going to see something out of it? Like, this is your time to go, okay, you don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback to hide behind anymore. And I mean that for everybody. Let's see who's good at their job so we can assess and then see how we're going to move forward.
1: Yeah. I think this is the year where a lot of questions get answered. We don't know what the answers are going to be. We have the questions. You just we have a lot of questions, that. but we're going to have answers very quickly. I believe I don't, or at least in the one in the one season. And the craziest part of it too is that, like you said, Tom, they're a te- like they could be a nine-win, eight-win team and sneaky into the playoffs because the NFC is still really bad and Correct. really wide open. I mean, mm-hmm. truly, aside from. The Eagles Eagles and the Cowboys and, like, the Niners maybe, maybe the Giants. Like, things are up in the air. And so if Jordan Love is, like, serviceable, I mean, anything can happen again this season. But I think more than anything, it's less about record and more about how is he performing under pressure? How is he as the starter? How is this team, like, developing together, right? Are they looking better in week 15 than they are in week two. Like that's all you really want to see is like the trajectories going
4: upwards. We, and I mean this, I do not mean this like actual, literally, we are the bears from last year. And what I mean by that is the bears had one goal last year and it wasn't winning games. Is Justin Fields your guy? That's it. And this year is Jordan love our guy. And again, Mm -hmm. if the offense struggles, which would make sense because young guy Are we going to be able to adapt like Luke Getzey did for Justin Fields? Because he was horrible that like first quarter of the season. Then they adjusted to Justin Fields and then, you know, he was actually better. But now it's like with Jordan Love, it's like not even just the player. Do we have the personnel around him, too? I love what they did in the draft. You know, that day two stuff. Go out and get, I really wanted Darnell Washington, but go out and get, you know, <laughs> apparently no one else did. So I
0: did
4: I mean in terms of teams, because I like I was like, yes, we're gonna go get him. We didn't. Regardless, the point that I'm making is that at the end of this, even if we win six games, but we go, you know what? Jordan Love is the guy, or like there's something to build upon, great. It also allows going, hey, so that defense that we have been investing in for forever now. It still is not panning out. Can we make some actual changes now? Because if there aren't changes made, because Perry, you mentioned this, like where are the issues, like who is at fault? My only concern for this season is if we identify those people and nothing gets done about that. That's my overall concern.
1: Yeah, it's a valid one because we've seen that.
3: Feels likely.
1: Takes the Packers a little bit longer than I think a lot of people watching would care for them to, to make yep. some changes that feel very obvious to everyone
4: outside the building, special teams, defense. Yeah. It's like, there's, <laughs> there's plenty of things that you can, you hang it on, but I think it's just, you are going to get Matt LaFleur's team because Matt LaFleur attempted to build Matt LaFleur's team in the 2020 draft. That's what Goody did. That's what LaFleur did. And then they were like, crap, <laughs> because you have, it's crap in a good way, but it's like Rogers is now back-to-back MVP We are on this really weird, like, can't get rid of him. We also can't kind of run our offense because that's why, like, let's be very honest here. That's why Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs because he actually bought into the system. And that's his words, not even mine. Him saying, like, in 2019, it was weird. He didn't really buy in. They brought in a lot of McCarthy stuff back or kept a lot of that stuff. Like, that was him saying that. And then he was like, oh, well, they just drafted my replacement. I'm going to buy into this offense. And look, he had, like, added a whole layer to his game. So I think this year, like, let's see how good Matt LaFleur is. Let's see how good Goody is. Let's see how good Joe Barry is. Like, why not? Like, let's go. What's the worst that can happen? They're bad? Okay. Then let's just make the fixes that we need to. If the Packers are such a well-run organization, which I think they are, then let's get to it and get back to winning football.
3: Yeah and I think the schedule sets up really nice like you kind of talked about earlier to get to evaluate Jordan Love in spurts like he's got two away games to start the season but then he doesn't have away games back to back again until week 16 and 17 which is crazy like that never happens yeah. that you've got that big a gap of road stretches they've got the early bye but then you you buffer in like some of these kind of mini buys like playing the Lions on Thanksgiving then having a long week before they play the Chiefs on Sunday night football there is that stretch like in the middle of the season where they're at Steelers, then they have the chargers at home at lions chiefs at giants that I think is going to be like, I don't want to say the defining point of the season because you don't really know what you're trying to define this season. But I think those kind of games will tell us a lot about like, where this Packers team is at like that's the like the litmus test point of the season
1: like the wonky non-divisional non-NFC opponents that they've struggled with the like weird back and forth the west coast east coast thing I think it also says a lot that Packers still have a ton of primetime games yeah like that did not surprise me one bit because a they have been the national media has been spending years talking about Jordan Love Correct. now everyone finally gets to see what his deal is and b the packers are the packers the packers yeah. have a ginormous international fan base they draw numbers to eyeballs to tv screens right and that's at the end of the day what the nfl cares about so they've got both the numbers and the fan base and the narrative built right in so
4: yeah. i mean you look at the bronco i mean like I hated it because I watched them all, but like yes. the Broncos on primetime, they got them all again because they like, they have a huge fan base. Like they do like, anytime time they're on TV, their ratings are very, very good. So my, actually, the thing I'm really excited about too, is that weird, like week four to week six, like month off kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That also I feel like is a perfect adjustment period because you have the first quarter of the season. Okay. How did Jordan love do? We have basically a month that we can now play around with this. And how can we adjust to make like the rest of the season better? So I think like that's really cool because I think you're going to see coaches who, again, they see him in practice, of course. But until you throw them in the game, you're not going to have any idea. So after the qu- first quarter of the season, adjust, make adjustments. So, you know, Jordan Love can be
0: successful. And let's see if the kid's good. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy
2: So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
1: I'm feeling more and more optimistic as we're nearing the season. I have zero basis for it, like truly zero basis, but There's something about the way that they're building around him and the energy from this team. And again, you can make the argument like, oh, what else are the guys going to say at the podium? Right. But it, it really does feel like there's been a bit of a rallying cry for this locker room. And they're like, look, sports players are athletes. Sports players are athletes. Nice, Perry. Sports (laughs) players are competitive human beings who do not like to be told that they aren't going to be as good as they know that they are internally, right? Like they're competitive enough within themselves. And I think within this locker room to go out there with the chip on the shoulder, so to speak. Like everyone loves to be slept on the The underdog, underdog, right? And that motivation can be, it can be something. I don't know what it's going to be for this team, but I what I do like about it more than anything, they could stink this year, who cares? It's brought them together and it's brought them behind their new QB1. And like that's what this guy needs is for his locker room to be behind him.
4: He also like we were t- I was talking about to A.J. Dillon about this. Like, he has a lot of friends on that team. Yeah. Because, like, they're young guys. We were, like, there was that, like, whole, like, Romeo Dobbs, like, didn't go out and hang out and party with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because he's, like, 21 years old. Like, he's not going (laughs) to go hang out with, like, a 40-year-old dude on the weekends. But, like, with Jordan Love, he was at Josiah DeGuara's wedding because they're really good friends. Like, A.J. Dillon and him are, like, super tight-knit. So I think, like, there's that aspect. But, and I don't know if it's, like, a hot take, If they wanted to, I really think they could have kept Aaron Rodgers. And what I mean by that is Goody could have gone on like the butt kissing tour and been like Aaron and called him every day or FaceTimed him and been like, we love you. We can't wait for you to come back and just like send letters. Like he could have done everything, but I think it speaks volumes. We know how things transpired. It is what it is. I really don't care about anymore anymore, but He could have done that. They could have kept the same team and been like, maybe the defense will be good this year because that's what Goody said at his end of the year presser last year. He thought that the offense would struggle early on because you had all those new wide receivers and all that great stuff. But the defense was supposed to be not just good, elite. Like they were supposed to be top 10, potentially top five. That did not happen. Maybe this year it does. This team is full of a ton of talent. They have two great running backs. I'm so happy Aaron Jones is still on the team. They have David Bakhtiari still in a great offensive line. You know, the depth you worry a little bit, but it's still there. And they have a lot of young, good wide receivers with high ceilings. So why can't this team be good? So I think like there is room for optimism there because you're looking at it on paper and going, well, yeah, they should be good. And so we're either going to find out, oh, they are or OK, why aren't they?
3: And I think the best part of this too, is like you touched on it, this defense, there's high expectations. There's no excuses, right? Like you've invested so much into this defense that with or without Aaron Rodgers, like you've got a young quarterback, you need to put him in positions to be successful and you're not expecting him to go win games by 10, 15 points every time. Like you're not putting up 40 burgers. Like this is the 2020 Packers team. It's just, it's not going to happen. So, and I think, you know, maybe the best part about all this is the the friendly deal that Jordan Love took instead of the fifth-year option. Like, you've got two years to really find out, one, who he is, and two, there's a lot of expectations for two rookie tight ends, a lot of young wide receivers. Like, not only are you giving them this year with Jordan Love, but you're giving Jordan Love an entire second offseason program and an entire second season to, like, acclimate with his offense. And he's talked about that. You know, he said, yeah. like, these are guys that don't have – other perceptions from other quarterbacks about how they like things done. Like, this is brand new, and I get to be the guy to kind of help shape how I want practices to go. So, I think we're all just optimistic people, personally, but sure. I think there are actually reasons to be optimistic about this team. It's,
4: it's youth, like there's like it's a different vibe, and it's gonna be different energy. Like I legitimately am all aboard the Josiah DeGuara like bandwagon this year because every time Jordan Love is taking that field, he gets targeted every single time. Might just because they're really good friends, but like we saw that with Aaron Rodgers, right? It was with I was just gonna say. This, this is. A business of relationships. It's 100 voting 12. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Jordan Love might have his guys. So, like, that's super-duper exciting, especially if one of those guys is Christian Watson, who literally can just, like, take a slant and just take it to the house like he did in the Eagles game. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of room for optimism, and I think it's just because there's so much of an unknown. And I think – Andy said this on on Twitter, right? It's like, you've been reading the same book for a really, really, long time. And it's just like, it's cool to just read something different while not taking away for being grateful. And that's not like a slap in the face to Rodgers. There's nuance there. But it's just going to be like, for the third time in my life as a Packers fan, I am going to have a different starting quarterback in September than Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre. So that's pretty cool. Like, let's go see what we got.
3: Yeah, I think... There's a lot of reasons to be excited. If you're a Packers fan, obviously this season is really exciting. You should also, if you're a Packers fan, or honestly, I mean, you say it, right, Tom? It's for Packers fans. You don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does sure help. Does. Something like that. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't sure have it, it memorized yeah, yet, but it. I really, I tried. Yeah. All right. So thank you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know why you'd be following packs. which she said, honestly, if you don't know of Tom Grassi, you probably, you know you have to know Tom grassy. I think if you're a Packers fan, it's like written into the, uh, the lore of Packer fandom, but please <laughs> follow Tom grassy on Twitter. If you don't follow Tom Grossi comedy on YouTube, follow the pack cast, Tom, plug your stuff, please. And plug St. Jude one more time for us.
4: Yes. Just type Tom Grossi And if you want to hear this Muppet voice more, so yeah, just <laughs> type that in. You'll find me June. It's the biggest project I've ever done in my entire life. Um, I hope I don't get COVID or die, but even if I do, it's gonna be great content. So, <laughs> St. Jude, we're gonna raise all the money for you. Links will be available beginning of June. So,
3: we're yeah, rock. you you set the goal at hundred thousand. We're gonna yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna try and get you like five hundred thousand. Let's let's do a mill. Let's do a mill for St. Jude in the month of June. There's a small part of me that's like maybe
4: like <laughs> like where I know it's like deep in my, if I could raise sixty two thousand dollars in eight hours last year, like nine oh. technically. I know we can hit hundred K in like the first few days, if this gets picked up and goes as far as I want it to go, like, yeah, let's like, let's raise all the money for them. So
0: let's shoot for the moon.
4: We're shooting for the moon. Still land (laughs) amongst the (laughs) stars.
3: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. We cannot wait for this. We will be following your content closely, promoting all of the links that you send out. Um, Please. If you're listening to this, feel free to donate what you can find Tom at a meet and greet in your area. You don't have to be a Packer fan. It sure does help, though. Um, thank you for listening to the Packs What She Said podcast. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. You can find the podcast on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. I did that as fast as I could for Tom Grousey, the New Yorker, who was on hey, our show. So thank hey, you.
4: don't be a phony. Follow Maggie Loney.
3: Yeah, There we go. The perfect way to wrap. Thank you, as always, for listening. And go, Packo. Go,
1: Go. Pat, go.